1: Uh, Welcome, everybody, to Ages and Icons. I'm Mike Crisolago.
0: And I'm Gina Bucci, Mike's trusty um, partner in crime. (laughs) And we're here with,
1: uh, well, not here with, she was with us earlier, a very special guest. I
0: wish she was always here. (laughs) She's so lovely to look at she and was talk so, to.
1: Oh, she was hilarious. I wish she was with us all the time. Uh, the one and only Jane Seymour,
0: more famously known as Joyce Penelope Wilhelmina Frankenberg. That's I don't her... think she's more famous. <laughs> no. <this>. Oh. No. <laughs> that's her that's a real name, isn't that crazy? That's an awesome yeah, name. Yeah, she
1: uh, she changed her name. She named herself after or stage name after is it Henry the Eighth's third wife?
0: Yeah. So this one lost her head, too?
1: I am not up on my Tudor history yeah. and uh, which one's lost their head, but uh, surely this Jane Seymour that we interviewed today is doing a lot better.
0: No, her <laughs> head looks great. Oh, fully intact. We Right on her body. I saw it. I saw it live.
1: <laughs> it was there. So Gina and I headed downtown uh, to meet her at her hotel and talk to her about her new movie, uh, Little Italy, mm-hmm. which uh, we'll talk about in a sec. Uh, we talked to her about uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, a yeah. uh, possible reboot that she had started uh, discussing earlier this month that we want yeah, to follow up on. That's a
0: rumor that's swirling around started yeah. by Jane Seymour. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she, she admits, she's like, I started it yeah. and I want to see it.
1: Yeah, she wants to, uh, she thinks it'd be a great Lots reboot. Lots of fans that show has. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. we talked about that, we talked about... Uh, About her being in Playboy She was in Playboy Earlier this year
0: don't I know it Mike I own the issue
1: (laughs) The oldest woman In the history of the magazine To be photographed For Mm -hmm. Playboy She looks amazing. I mean. No, she looks awesome. Yeah. And (laughs) so good. Here's the thing, too, I wasn't expecting from Jane Seymour is that I like I mean, obviously, she's beautiful. Obviously, she's talented. I didn't realize how funny she was. Uh And that really caught me off guard today. I've been snickering into my microphone.
0: I wonder if she's always been this funny or if this is something that kind of came along with age because she's also like um, not filtered. Like, yeah. if, when you listen to the interview, guys, she just goes on about... She doesn't <laughs> care what anyone thinks, and it's great. It's so refreshing.
1: Yeah. Well, why should she care? And like she said, she's 67. Uh, she mentions in the interview that she's lost friends her age, mm-hmm. like, this year, I think, or, or recently. And she mentioned that, like, what do I care? Like, you're living in the moment. you got to yeah. live for today. So, you know, that's the best type of person to interview, somebody who doesn't pull punches. And, and she's, like, she's makes jokes about herself, too, right? Like, when she was talking about... Uh, she gave some advice about smiling. Always smile.
0: Yeah, always smile. So the paparazzi doesn't have a sour photo of you to like put along their story. That it's <laughs> either like a like a false story, like it's BS, or it's it could be even real. Like she's been married four times. Yeah. So if something bad's so, happened in your life and yeah. they're writing about it, yeah, she's just like, don't give them a photo to accompany. <laughs> just they're only smiling photos. It's great advice for celebrities.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, she was a blast, and I guess we should just. A little background on the movie Little Italy, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, essentially, it's it's filmed and shot. It's shot and filmed and shot in Toronto. I don't know if you know that. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, that's the same thing. Both so filmed and
1: shot in Toronto. So it's filmed in Toronto and set in Toronto as well. Uh, and it, which
0: I love that. Yeah. Please oh yeah. Toronto all
1: over the place. It stars uh, Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts, the uh, niece of Julia Roberts, and they are the. Uh, children. She's
0: also like a movie star in her own right, is she not? the the seem to. My nieces are really into her. Yes,
1: yeah. And she wears yeah. a shirt because this. Okay, so the director of this movie, mm-hmm. Little Italy, whose name I do not Donald have. Donald Petrie. Of me, there we go. Thank you. Uh, also directed Mystic Pizza. Yeah, and so and this and
0: miscongeniality, right? One yes. of my favorite bullocks.
1: But Mystic Pizza, of course, is when Julia Roberts is sort so of so good, yeah. Yeah, start and so uh, this movie, Little Italy, is about two warring uh, pizza parlors in in Toronto's Little Italy, and the family. So Hayden Christensen is the son of in one family, and Emma Roberts is the daughter in another family, and they they're in love, and and it's sort of like a '90s rom com, uh, which is which is a little bit uh, refreshing. Uh, these days and
0: oh because we don't see them too much
1: right exactly and Emma Roberts wears a shirt in the movie very similar like a pizza themed shirt very similar to Julia Roberts' shirt in Mystic Pizza so there's your little IMDB trivia for the day
0: nice thank you and only I appreciate it (laughs) 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 whatever film nerd is out there
1: so uh, anyway uh, yeah so the movie is about that Uh, there's lots of Toronto throughout it and Jane Seymour plays a chef in the film a very Gordon Ramsay-esque hard nose, tough as nails, you know, no fear of telling you how uh, terrible your food is sort of chef. And she's only in it for a few uh, scenes, actually. She's not in the whole movie. But when she's in it, uh, you know it because she's (laughs) she's grilling Emma Roberts pretty hard.
0: Cool. Here's Mike with Jane Seymour. All
2: right.
1: Well, thank you again for being a part of our podcast podcast. Um so first of all I guess yeah let's just jump right in with Little Italy. It's sort of like a return to those nineteen nineties rom-com like just really fun movie. Um so what attracted you specifically to uh to the film and to the part?
2: I thought it was really well written. I thought it was fun. It's a movie I'd enjoy watching, you know. It it's uh and I, I love Hayden and I love Emma, and, uh, and then the rest of the cast was fantastic. So, you know, for me, it's a small role, but a fun little role. And I just thought, why not, you know, be part mm-hmm. of the ensemble?
1: Yeah, and you play uh, sort of a hard-nosed chef Corrine. Right, I play a
2: female Gordon Ramsay, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what, I, I, I love cooking. In fact, actually, funnily enough, I've just done a uh, pilot for a cooking show for me to do. Really? Yeah. And actually we use the same people that work with Gordon Ramsay. That's so funny. Coincidentally, oh, but no, I'm not a, a nightmare in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like a grandma in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, I get I get the grandchildren to pick the herbs and spices and uh and my daughter to taste my food. Yeah. Oh,
1: lovely. So the, the cooking show, is it uh, fiction or just your No, your no, own? I'm
2: actually doing, oh, hopefully, wonderful. it's it's a pilot, it's shot, it's it's out there right now. I'm waiting to hear, yeah.
1: Oh, great. Well, yeah, because I was going to ask you, also for Little Italy, if you have any sort of specialties in the kitchen, culinary specialties. Well,
2: I love Italian food. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I like anything that uses garlic. Garlic is my, you know, first yeah. ingredient. Um, I also grew up with um, Asian food, because my mother was Dutch and lived in Indonesia, so I, I love anything that's sort of Asian fusion. Um, so, and I, and I grow all my own fruits and vegetables, um, fresh and organic in the garden, so I really like the natural flavors, and I like anything that brings that out, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So when the grandkids come over to cook with you, what's a go-to? Their go-to? Yeah.
2: Um, Well, uh, I actually get them to eat pasta with pesto and um, put all kinds of important and interesting things in their pesto and, um, you know, lots of greens. So we get them to, to do that. And then also we give them what we called apple juice, but actually it's kale, celery, some green apple, a little bit of ginger. Um, but they think that green juice is apple juice. So, oh, wow. you know, my daughter and I, we, we get the vegetables down early and then afterwards yeah. it's, it's all fun. It's a good habit to start Yeah. Early. They love salmon. They love salmon. Oh. I know that it's great. They, they eat sushi. Eat.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic.
2: You know, I told all my kids to eat by, I said, dippy dippy. I said, you have... If you have like a little soy sauce, a little, you know, tempura, whatever it is, and and, uh, tomato ketchup and some mayonnaise and some vinaigrette, and you're in those those little sake dishes, cups that you never use, and you give them trees, I call them broccoli, and you you just dip it in there. Once they have a a flavor that they like, they'll eat it because it's, you know, finger food. So for some people, it's French fries. In our family, it's broccoli. Oh,
1: great to start (laughs) out the healthiness (laughs) early. Um, you were filming in Toronto yes uh, where we are now obviously so uh, just tell us a little bit
2: about that what, what your experience has been like here I've made a lot of movies in Toronto yeah I love it it's great fun and uh, I have a friend here who I always get to see Karen Kane oh of course and, yes. Uh, we talk ballet and uh, you know <laughs> the old days so um, that's fun I, I I just love Canada you know I've made a lot of movies in Canada yeah. But uh, Toronto's fun when I have time to go out to what you call the cottages.
1: Oh right, yeah, so up beautiful. north a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, A big theme in Little Italy is sort of the, the concept of home and, and being where sort of your happy place. Yes. And uh, for you, I was wondering where in the world uh, your happy place
2: is it's wherever I am with my sisters making food just like yeah. little Italy that's exactly <laughs> what it is I just came back from England and I rented a house near Bath so we could all be together and we were all cooking up a storm that's yeah. it that is my family is in the kitchen. I'm actually just remodeling my kitchen right now for that very reason. Um, We're living downstairs where we have another little kitchen um, and that hasn't stopped us. We're still making food. I think, it's my mother survived an internment camp in World War II, um, a Japanese camp where they tried to starve her (laughs) to death. So growing up, um, my mom never talked really about the past, but she was definitely into feeding people. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, you know we'd we'd have food for the family and then if suddenly 10 other people showed up not like an english family mm-hmm. she'd be much more like okay uh fhb on the beans that meant family hold back on whatever ingredient we didn't have enough of <laughs> and if it was a steak it suddenly became very small and became a nasi goreng so that's that's how my sisters and i roll you know and my daughter we we love to we love to cook we love to entertain we love to cook with friends and family Our children cook. Our grandchildren cook. Um, That's what we love. Wow, that's a
1: big foodie family.
2: Very foodie. Yes, and and, and actually one of our favorite sports is my sisters who don't have very much money. Um, If I take them to a really fancy restaurant or the cousins, they're all foodies, right? Yeah. They can't afford to go out at all. So if I take them to a great restaurant, they will actually research the restaurant. They'll research the menu. They'll decide before they go there exactly who's eating what. They will eat it. They will take notes in their mind, go home, write it down, and decide that they can cook that or make it even better. Wow. And they do. So they're actually a really good investment to take out for dinner. You know? <laughs> I'll take them to some fancy place and uh, they just, you know, they <laughs> suss the whole thing out. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, does that mean if you have family over for dinner, there's a lot more pressure now because everybody's so honed in on, on food and cooking?
2: Um, actually, less pressure because they're all so good at it, you oh, know? Okay, so. it. It's just a natural thing when my sisters and I get together you know some people will sit to sit down and and have a cup of tea or something we don't we just go straight into the kitchen we start chopping things talking oh well, let's make this oh let's make that oh, oh we can get this you know and you know it's they get so excited they come for thanksgiving for 3 weeks and the <laughs> the greatest wow. joy for them is to be able to go to ralphs and buy fresh ingredients wow. i go okay yes yes you may go and buy whatever it is you know so they make Amazing food, and um, and I love cooking with them. And uh, you know they're definitely better than I am. But um, my idea with the cooking show is to get them involved too. Yeah! Wow!
1: Three week Thanksgiving. That sounds great. Yes. Um, This is a role, uh, the chef Corinne. We it's fun to see you sort of be like just sort of that angry and mean, mean, yeah, just sort of force. Yeah, it must be fun to play too. uh, Uh, Yeah,
2: I'm I'm sure I come by it honestly. You know, you don't want to cross me. What?
1: <laughs> are, there, are there types of roles that are out there that maybe you haven't played, either a character or a type of character, that you still look for in your career?
2: Oh, I mean, everyone I play is different. Um, I, I was doing another film in Toronto with uh, Robert De Niro, and we were filming at Best Buy, and I was playing a woman at the checkout count, check counter in Best Buy here in Toronto, and <laughs> actually two people came up to me with their returns. Really? (laughs) Yes, they thought I was a Best Buy consultant. (laughs) Like, I'm not quite sure what I was supposed to do
1: with this. Is that a testament to me? That's a testament to your abilities. I just thought
2: I was so totally in in the character, and obviously the (laughs) uniform suited me. I thought it was really funny. Uh, Robert was laughing. He thought it was hilarious, because he was just standing right there, and I was right there, and like, oh. He, they didn't, weren't fooled by him, and they didn't think of me as Dr. Quinn at all. No. Yeah, best buy. <laughs> um, what else have I, I? I just played uh, Marlene Ackerman's mother, a Swedish blonde bombshell in a. In a comedy called *Friendsgiving*, I like playing characters. You yeah. know, I played—I did a thing called uh, *Let's Get Physical*. We yes. filmed that in Halifax, in Nova Scotia. It was fabulous, and like the short blonde wig, and I was unrecognizable there. So, yeah.
1: um, you mentioned *Dr. Quinn*, and earlier this month, you created a bit of a buzz when you said that you would love to see a *Dr. Quinn* medicine woman reboot.
2: Well, you know. Um, we've been trying to reboot it forever but CBS owns it so if they decided to you know we're all game we'd love to do it and yeah. the fans of course would love it and they're rebooting literally everything other of than Dot Quinn so I'm not quite <laughs> sure why we are in this particular circumstance but anyway I had a lot of fun with Jimmy Kimmel um, yes, yes yeah. Dot Quinn marijuana woman yes <laughs> in fact um, my kids who are 22 said mom did you inhale? And I went, oh, darling, it wasn't real marijuana. He said, well, you looked stoned. And I said, well, you know what, I may be 67, but you know, I was around in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you met, yeah like a lot of shows do get rebooted, and you find that they're very relevant now, as, as relevant as they were like twenty years ago. You think of Will and Grace and
2: Doctor Quinn more than any of them. Yeah, that's what more I was asking you. Like, any where of she, them. where would she me, fit in? Excuse me. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with immigration. Yeah, <laughs> just to start. Yeah, you know, choices in medicine, family values, um, racism, um, cho- different religions, different cultures. Um, my gosh, I mean, it, it could not be more. Yeah. perfect you know pollution of the environment with um you know with the gold mining i mean yeah. it's it literally it ticks off every box so hopefully someone there will listen and
1: yeah well because clearly you mentioned it and all of a sudden it blew up online so there's oh, an yeah. audience for it
2: there's definitely an audience yeah. for it and of course it'd be about the younger generation you know yeah. get joe and i in there for a little <laughs> yeah you know, just to set it off but yeah
1: um, another thing, as, as particularly for Zoomer, that caught our attention earlier this year is when you were in Playboy uh, and became the oldest woman in, in the history of the magazine to be, to be shot in there. And so I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, one of your quotes from that interview where you mentioned that you felt uh, sexier now than you did when you were younger. And so I wanted to ask you if you could elaborate a little bit on that, where that confidence comes from.
2: Well, I think, you know, when you're, when you're 20, you're either trying not to get pregnant, or you are. <laughs> um, when you're 30, you suddenly, you know, the biological clock is going, and you're now more interested in someone that might stick around <laughs> when you have a child. <laughs> when you're 40 or 50, um, sometimes he's decided to move on or she has or whatever uh, you know it's it's there's all these different stages in life but when you get to my age i mean i mean I'm, I'm happy to be alive i'm happy to 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 love and be loved i am comfortable in my own skin i'm um not going to get pregnant not, not worried about that um <laughs> and uh you know i i just think there's a certain freedom at this age you know you're not trying to prove anything to anyone you know, uh, you've been there, done it. It's um, it's your time. Yeah. So, you know, I think you know people who give up on themselves. I, I I go, why? Oh well, people always said that to me. They said, well, you know, after you have a baby, you're supposed to cut your hair off, but you didn't. So I kept my hair, and everyone's telling me I should cut my hair because I'm having a baby. I went, nope, I don't think that's a rule. And no. uh, so I break all the rules anyway. So I go I just broke another one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Tick, did Playboy, fine. Well, yeah, cause a lot of people... <laughs> but I wasn't naked, okay? No, Let's just, you know, before everyone gets too worried about um, seeing things they don't want to see.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and you're right. Like, a lot of people were kind of surprised. They go, oh, yeah. wait, Jane Seymour now? Like, she did Playboy? Like, yes. what, what was it that made you decide to want to do that?
2: They were foolish enough to ask me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all they had to do was ask all this? <laughs>
2: they just asked, and I went, why not? And then they said um, you could have control over the pictures. I said, well, then that's fine. Yeah. And they didn't take any pictures that I thought were tasteless. Um, you know, we'd be pushed the envelope a little bit, but I, I just thought they were really beautiful. I, In fact, they made me feel quite good about myself. Yeah, I woke great. up and went, okay, it's all right, you know, I, for a granny <laughs>
1: <laughs> um- Obviously, you uh, you keep yourself in great shape and, and you take care of yourself, and we were talking before about healthy eating. What tips can you offer for people in their 60s and 70s and beyond for sort of staying healthy and, and vital as they get older?
2: Well, you know, I think listening to your body and knowing what your DNA is. So if you have a nice conversation with your doctor about, you know, at some point when none of us are going to be here, so what is it that takes out your family and then you address those issues and see if you feel like doing something about it so you know if the doctor says oh it's heart disease then you know you take your meds you you do some fast walking and you try to eat some blueberries (laughs) you try not to eat fatty food or you know fried food uh or too much salt or whatever it is you know i I think you just make the most of what you can with what you've got Um, And um, I happen to like really healthy food, but that doesn't mean I don't indulge in, you know, ice creams and meringues and all kinds of naughty things from time to time. I just don't do it all the time. And I think, really, my mother lived to 92. She never ate healthily, ever. She'd had a kidney removed when she was seven. She spent three and a half years in an internment camp being starved. Um, She had macular degeneration, some arthritis, was a little bit deaf. Um, but never mentioned any of the above. Wow. We only knew that she was deaf because she'd start talking about something that we hadn't been talking about. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, she never forgot anything. And she was 92 and she was happy and alive and she was always helping other people. And she said the trick to life was her living what I call with an open heart, hmm. which is that when life is tough or something is a challenge, your natural instinct is to close it off and keep it inside of you. If you can accept challenge in your life and open your heart and reach out, there's always someone worse off than you or someone who's been down that road before you. Yeah. And if you open up to them, they can help you and you can do the same for someone else. You know, So I just think that that is the key, I think, to, to life in general, but especially this period of my life. And you know, I've lost three of my closest friends well, more than that, but three in the last two years who are my age, um, just like that, and so I'm not waiting for, you know, for prime time. I'm I'm living it now. It's today. It's now. Uh, Yesterday's yesterday. Tomorrow, I have no guarantee for. Um, I love making plans, but I definitely live in the moment. Yeah,
1: and you have a great quote that uh, the best facelift is a smile, right? It's
2: a smile. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yes, and and you remember uh, remember David Frost back in the mm-hmm. day? He said to me when I went to my first premiere for um, Live and Let Die, and he said, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. He said, in case you ever get in trouble, he said, just make sure whenever you're anywhere near the paparazzi that you know entering or exiting anywhere, no matter what's going on in your life, smile from <laughs> ear to ear because then they have no story. Like, oh, her life's falling apart. Her husband left her. Oh, look for a photograph. There's got to be one somewhere. No, she keeps smiling. Oh. But the other thing is, that's really interesting is that the generation we have now, the young generation, they, they're doing Botox at birth, pretty much. So, and the whole thing is, God forbid they smile. If they smile, they might get a little wrinkle here or a little wrinkle there. <laughs> so that they, don't, they don't smile at all. Have you noticed their faces are just very... Yeah. Nice. They barely move their eyes actually
1: yeah,
2: and I somehow I think that is detrimental as an actress definitely because I think you need to move your face yeah. You know otherwise how do you emote Of course? Yeah, you know. so don't wipe out the emotion and I think as a parent incredibly important How does somebody know if you're angry or sad or happy or glad if your, if your face doesn't move like yes? I really love you, but I'm not going to move my face <laughs> <laughs> That is really bad, and I don't want you to ever do that again <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never thought of any of that, but, but you're absolutely like,
2: right. What? Surprise. I'm really surprised.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for keeping us smiling, uh, Jane. I really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, you're coming welcome. today. Thank
0: you. Bye. Really
1: appreciate it.
0: Okay, and we're back. So I was there shooting uh, the interview today, which yeah. I don't usually accompany Mike, but no. when I do,
1: I usually work alone.
0: So <laughs> He works alone. But I'm your trusty sidekick, and I joined you, which makes sense, and uh, shot some video of Jane, so please look on our site, everythingzoomer.com, and you can probably find some video, maybe some video accompanying this podcast post, on, as well as on our social media channels on Facebook and uh, Instagram. We're going to have a bunch of Jane stuff there, I know, and uh, probably Twitter as well, uh, because our social media guru, Hazel, Joined us mm-hmm. Did I say guru Or guru you sa- I'm not sure what you said But it wasn't guru Yeah, I mean, invented <laughs> a new word So Jane was a Bond girl In Live and Let Die mm-hmm. And have you ever Interviewed a Bond girl before
1: I cannot remember I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain I can't remember All the Bond girls I feel like I have Because I feel like It came up in, a, huh. in our interview But I can't put my finger On who it would be But I did interview Who I uh, The woman I think Is the ultimate Bond girl Barbara Broccoli The uh, The the producer of the of many of the most recent Bonds, right?
0: And, daughter of Albert Broccoli,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. who's the uh, the famed producer of the James Bond films. So,
0: so her legacy is current legacy, anyways. She came on just fairly recently, is that she cast Daniel Craig?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember meeting her a few years ago at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, the Lightbox downtown. I would love to see a female Bond. We'll see it. I wonder if they would still call the female Bond James, if they would say, like, it's one of those. Because, like, James King, the model, she's a woman.
0: No, I know. Just, so
1: you could keep the name,
0: too. I, you don't have to defend it to me, oh, Mike. No, 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 I no, totally agree. Saying, just, James, you could saying. totally. <laughs> Mike, you know what? What a great idea. I'm going to write this script. <laughs> no one's going to buy it, and that's fine because I'm inspired right now.
1: Um, so you already did the housekeeping. Where can everybody find us?
0: Yeah, um, obviously, everythingzoomer.com where you can find uh, Mike's wonderful um, interviews and articles. The podcast, Ages and Icons is there. My my videos are there. But um, if you are looking to uh, find us on other platforms, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So please, like us, review so people will see, um, will see our podcast more, especially on iTunes. And that's it. We appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much again to Jane Seymour. The movie Little Italy opens uh, August twenty fourth. It should be out in theaters by the time you, uh, by the time you hear this. Thanks to Gina as always, and to everybody for listening. And we'll see you next time on Ages and Icons.
0: Bye.